His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Savian Jackson, way to go, dude. Hats off to you. See, uh, um, not unlike some other teenagers like my son, Spencer, he cuts grass for his neighbors. Only he makes 30 bucks when he cuts the lawn. My son only gets 20. He needs to talk to Savian, I think. Mm -hmm. So the other day, Savian's walking down with his lawnmower to go cut some grass in his neighborhood, and he sees a wallet in somebody's yard. He picks it up. Dude, it's full of cash. So what does Savion do? He starts knocking on doors. He's going, okay, somebody's got to own this wallet. And well, no luck. He couldn't find the owner. Well, thankfully, the owner's license is in there. And that owner doesn't live anywhere near where he found the wallet. So he went to Facebook. He messaged the owner, found the owner on Facebook. Turns out the wallet was stolen from a car break-in. And all the cash was still in it. That's There's, weird. I know. There's a story behind that. Well, he told Savion did uh, what went have or what happened next on ABC 11. I just walk around, ask people can I mow their yards, usually charging thirty dollars. I've always taught him standards. You're a man. You're gonna look a man in his eyes, shake his hand, and always, always do the right thing, whether you're alone or if everyone else is with you and they're doing the right thing. Be a shepherd and not a sheep. That's Savion's mom, and you can tell. She raised Savian right. Way to go, Mom. He did do the right thing. Here's what's so cool about Savian. The reason why he's trying to make some extra cash and do everybody's lawn like he does, he's going on a school trip next week to Atlanta to the Family, Career, and Community Leaders Conference. This young man, as you can already tell, is a leader. Oh, I hope he gets enough money to go. I do, too. Oh. Yeah, he, he's pretty sharp, but the person who stole the wallet and then threw it out with the money well, in it, the cash it's in not it. sharp, is what, what I'm thinking. I, I don't get know. that. I guess they had second thoughts. Something like that. They just don't know what they're doing. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. This is his morning crew on his radio as we take a step into our producer Jim Mann's acoustic cafe. This guy has not only a strong feeling for cats, but the dude is musical. He really is, and I think he was really inspired by his recent trip to Nashville. <laughs> yes, yes, I wrote I wrote this song while in Nashville in my little suite, so I thought I'd bring it to you people. Yeah, you'll notice that Jim will rewrite songs. Like, for instance, um, here's Third Day's Soul on Fire. So what if Jim wrote Soul on Fire? What would it have actually sounded like? Yeah, that one was nice, though, by the way. <clears throat> Here we go. God, I've never learned to cook, so I bought a book. Thought I'd go ahead and try her. Lord, I cooked the casserole. It got out of control. Now I've set the stove on fire. <laughs> now I set the stove on fire. I can hear the sirens come. And I'm feeling pretty numb. That poor casserole looks sad. And the house smells really bad. Now I'm not allowed to cook They threw away my book Cause I set the stove on fire Now we're going to Chick-fil-A It's better that way Since I set the stove on fire 
Yes, I set the stove on fire. <laughs> At least I know I'm not the only one that does this. <laughs> that is Jim Mann, the Acoustic Cafe, and his soul on fire. Mornings with his morning crew. Because Jim took a crack at rewriting a very classic song from Third Day. Soul on Fire. However, if Jim wrote this song, it turns out how? It would be Stove on Fire. Now I set the stove on fire. I can hear the sirens come. And boy. People are responding to what Jim Mann just did. Yeah, Randy said that song by Jim just made my morning. <laughs> You're welcome there, Randy. And uh, also we'll hear from uh, Amber says, the president of Jim Mann's fan club says, awesome song. He wants a CD. That's little Peyton. <laughs> All right, little you, Peyton. Babe. That's so cool. Okay, Adam is chiming in. What do you think, Adam? I just heard your parody of Soul on Fire, and I loved it. I've written a couple parodies myself. When I was in college, there was a dining hall called Fountain Dining Hall. And so basically I took the words to Come Thou Fount and made a song called Come to Fountain. That's brilliant. <laughs> Do you remember any of the lyrics? Yeah, it was... Um, okay, well now you have to share it. Come to Fountain, what a blessing. It's that time to sit and graze. Find a table, say my prayers, and then proceed to pack my face. <laughs> All right, Adam. I love That's it, man. awesome. <laughs> You've got Allison crying. His morning crew. So we got this email the other day. It says, hey, Allison, I love listening to his morning crew. My mom and I are uh, down to the details, planning my wedding on July 14th. But we've hit a wall trying to come up with something to play as our recessional song. You know, the song that we leave the church as a married couple to. Do you think you and the crew can help us? Thanks so much for any input or ideas. Love, Catherine. I think we can help. Oh, yeah. So we're just going to call Catherine and... Uh, we come up with some advice for her, some suggestions for these songs. So let's just get her on the line and see what we can come up with here with uh, Catherine. Hello. Hi, Catherine. It's Rob, Allison, and Jim. How are you? Hi. Good morning. Okay. First, congratulations. You're getting married. We understand you need kind of a little help with the with the ceremony. Yeah, but first, I want to hear about the fiancé. How'd you two meet? We met through mutual friends. We were invited to a little housewarming party together and started talking there and really hit it off and by the end he um, very awkwardly but sweetly asked me for my phone number and then eventually asked me on a date a couple weeks later. How long did it take the guy to get down on his knee? <laughs> um, almost two years. And now you're getting married and you say you need a little help for the ceremony. Yes, I would love some help. <laughs> so what's the situation? You're getting married pretty soon. Yes, I have 18 days. So what's your dilemma? We have pretty much all of our songs down for the ceremony and have decided on everything except the recessional song. We don't know what to walk out to. <laughs> Well, didn't you have a song already picked? We did. We loved Oh Love That Will Not Let Me Go. 
Um, but our band, it's been a little difficult for them to learn it, and they don't really know it. They know a lot of songs, but just not that one. And I really wanted to do something that they can do and feel comfortable doing because they're actually, they're a lot of my friends from Bible study. That's the old traditional one, right? Oh, I can see that would be a tough one, especially after a wedding. Let's see. I, I think we can give you some help, Catherine. We have a few suggestions. Let, let's start with Jim. What's your suggestion, Jim? How about uh, Matthew West, Do Something? Okay, why this song? Why do something? Why? Because you gotta. You can't just relax after the wedding. You gotta do something. Especially the husband, of course. <laughs> Allison, what's your suggestion for Catherine? My suggestion is Torn Wells, Hills and Valleys. Oh, I like this. How come this one for Catherine Alley? Because that's what marriage is it's hills and it's valleys and it's loving each other through it all. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and it's got a little funk to it. That's awesome. Well, then I don't need to tell you mine. Yeah, come on. We want to hear you yours. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. It. <laughs> it, it, will, it would be, you might know this guy. His name is Toby Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and his song, I Just Need oh, You. Lord, and my thought is, because you need each other, you can say to him, I just need you, and he says to you, I just need you. What, what, what do you think? I love that. Well, congratulations. I don't know if our Thanks. song suggestions will help, but give it a try. Yes, thank you so much. If any of them make the cut, let us know. I definitely will. Thank you. And if you have an extra seat, Jim Mann would love to attend your wedding. <laughs> That's right. I'll be there. Well, it's at Church of the Apostles, and if any of the three of y'all show up, I will be so glad to see you. More than just pretty voices. Aerobics instructor, veterinarian, fashion model. Barbie has had more than 200 careers over the years, including a rapper back in really? 1992. Do you remember that? No. Rapper Barbie? Mm, no? No. Okay, but recently she started getting more careers in STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And this year, Mattel is launching Robotics Engineer Barbie. She comes with safety goggles, a computer chip design on her shirt and jacket. She's also holding, like, a robot. And this Barbie actually has a bigger mission that's all about inspiring girls. What we're trying to do with this um, with this robotics engineer Barbie is how do we feed the top of the funnel? How do we get uh, little girls more inspired to, to go into the technical fields, to go into the engineering fields? And then they can graduate to these engineering toys. I think that's a really cool mission, especially when you consider that only 12% of robotics engineers are currently women. Hmm. So maybe this will get them started younger and realizing that they can have that dream too. I kind of wish we would have had this when my Amanda in the late 90s was a little girl playing with Barbies. Yeah, I mean, it's taken them a while, but they're getting mm -hmm. there. They sure are. <laughs> it worked for you. You had Radio Barbie, didn't you? Yes, I had Radio Ken. Oh, okay. <laughs> radio Barbie. I was just, I don't know. I don't know the Is Barbies. that your title, Radio? Radio Barbie. <laughs> Ken, Ken. Oh, no, I messed up. Uh, More than just pretty voices. When you live to be 102, that's amazing right now. Not too many people get to do that. Yeah, average lifespan is what? Mid-70s, 76? 30. 76? I don't know. But, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. 102, that's an accomplishment. So you figure, oh, they're going to celebrate her birthday. So people probably gather at the nursing home and talk loudly to her. 
you know, make sure she knows people are there. Not the case with Eva Lewis, who is celebrating 102. What is she doing? What is she doing? Skydiving. Whoa. 102? Yeah. They she let went, you do that? She Well, she went to an indoor skydiving thing where you go into this That's room work with 110 mile an hour winds blowing at you. And she's got that little helmet on. She's loving it. You think, man, 102 might blow her arms off. But no, she was fine. Look she's at her, loving bro. it. That's awesome. When you see a picture of her, her little face in the helmet, she's excited. I'll probably, I'll probably wait till I'm 103 before I do that. We did this with my dad for his 60th birthday, and he was so scared. Was he really? <laughs> yeah. But he what about? He wanted to back out, but we wouldn't let him. So, what about afterwards? He liked it. I don't know if he loved it, but he liked it. It was a good sport. I have some good uh, photos from it. That's awesome. No way. He was just being polite. He yeah. was. It was fine. <laughs> I know. Not his thing, but we made him do it anyway. You would do it, right? I did it. Yeah, I've done it twice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's you fun. You guys would twice. love it. Rob would especially love I it. would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a thrill seeker. I love that kind of stuff. I just can't get a helmet that fits to do that. <laughs> we'll true. find one. It'll blow the rest of my hair off. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Ever since a couple of weeks ago, when you guys pointed out that I said a word wrong, I have been just questioning everything in my life. Because my whole life I've said Nike, and supposedly everybody else says Nike. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, well then Jim said something the other day that's been stuck in my brain. It's about the new for King and Country song, Joy. song, right? Well, there's this part in the song that you probably don't even really think about. It just goes by without an extra thought. But Jim made a comment about it and I can't stop thinking about it. So let me just play that for you and you can listen. I shouted on the count of three. Okay, okay. So then I... <laughs> what did you say, Jim? Well, actually on there, they... They have a four in there, and then they go. So that messes me up musically. What do you mean? Because they go one, two, three, and the silent four, and then they go on the one. Well, it's but a four music. count, yeah. Exactly. Which, that messed her up because of the one, two, three. Okay, so the thing that I started thinking about is the phrase on the count of three. Okay. My whole life I've thought it was one, two, three, go. That's what on the count of three meant. But then I started thinking about it. It was like on the count of three means one, two, go. Yes. <gasps> Wonder if there's no what? go. So what's the right answer? It's a music thing. But when you're saying on the count of three, let's all say happy birthday. Do you go one, two, happy birthday? Or do you go one, two, three, happy birthday? Which is really one, two, on the three. count of four. Which is really on the count of four, exactly. It's a four count. <laughs> but you say on the count of three. And you so go, is one, that supposed to be two, on the three or three. after the three? It's, it's after the three. But that's not what that means, Rob. Oh, no. I, I always thought that, too. But that's if you think about it, that's not what the phrase then is saying. Everybody on the planet is wrong. It should be after the count of three, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yes. So if, if for King Country did it right. Shouting See? On the count of three. One, two, three, boom. There you go. No, but they, boom was four. They didn't so say they four. On five. <laughs> it's a it's oh, a four. It's a music thing. My whole it's a world four count. is upside wow. down. Jim, please don't make any more observations, okay? On the count of two. No. One, <laughs> two, <laughs> three. 
Rob, Allison, and Jim. Here's something that stresses out summer. The little kid swimming pool and filling it up. It's a little birthday party, and here are these kids in Charlotte, and they want to fill up their pool in the front yard. So they get pretty ingenious. Instead of bringing the hose over there, they're running back and forth from their house to the pool by just getting glasses and just little, you know, things to fill up out of the spigot, out of the tap water. That's it. So here's Charlotte engine number 18. These firefighters come to the rescue. They see what's going on. They get their fire hose and right into the pool. I bet that didn't take long. It did not. And they had so much fun. They posted it on their Facebook page and the guys are like, eh, it's just another day. They're just having fun. They're spraying the kids with it and everything. Now that made that birthday party really awesome. We have that same pool. I got it at Walmart. It's like one of those ones that where the, you have to have the water in it to hold the edges up. Yeah. And it does. It takes a long time to fill that up. So hopefully next time I'm trying to do that. The that does sound kind of stressful to try to fill that up if the walls keep falling down on you. Well, and of course, as soon as it comes out, the kids want to be swimming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't understand like, oh, you got to wait for it to fill up. <laughs> for hundreds of minutes. You got to keep the hose in the pool. Yeah, we're getting a new pool, so maybe I'll, I mean, I'll try that method. Guess Call the fire department. Yeah. <laughs> Fill up your in-ground pool. Yeah. At your house, how big is the thing going to be? About yay big. <laughs> okay, well that answered my question. Mornings with his morning crew. Commuting is tough, especially in the morning during rush hour. But imagine doing it in Manhattan. There are three million people that work in Manhattan and more than half of those commute in, which is kind of crazy to think of that many people coming on to Manhattan. But the commute itself, I mean, it can be brutal. The packed trains, uh, the full buses. So this one commuter got a great idea. Hmm, why not paddleboard to my meeting? You know, because the water is open. (laughs) It's not very crowded. His name is Scott Holt. He's 32 years old. He's a struggling comedian. And he says he didn't want to pay the toll that he would have to pay. So wearing a business suit, he uses his paddleboard to cross the Hudson River. There was wakes hitting me from all different directions and uh, you know that got a little hard because I just get like surprised by a, a wave and then I'd start listing at you know whatever 90 degrees is and then uh, you know <laughs> I can for sure almost went in a couple times. He managed to get to the other side dry <laughs> somehow. He was holding a briefcase. He was wearing dress shoes. His dress shoes were a little squishy. Yeah. Uh, and he was not wearing a life jacket. Uh, but he did make it to his meeting on time, and he says it only took him 30 minutes to cross the river. My word. That's funny. <laughs> and he got a workout, right? Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> on a paddleboard, getting to Manhattan in that kind of... Oh. Yeah. And he's wearing a whole business suit and a briefcase and everything. It's not recommended. No, but. it's not. <laughs> It's a, it's amazing he stayed up and didn't go in. I know. Where no? do you think he parked his paddleboard? Uh, he didn't carry it to him to the meeting, do you think? He must have. Ooh, why don't he do a, a kayak instead? You know, you don't, it's less chance of falling over. Evidently, all he had was a paddleboard, dude. Oh, <laughs> that was okay. it. And he saved some money. There you go. Is that frugal? I think that's kind of frugal. <laughs> Rob, Allison, and Jim. Barbara Nielsen went away on a little work trip, a little, you know, 
away from the family kind of thing. Came home to her four-year-old son, uh, Damon, and her husband, Brandon, at the airport. You know, sometimes you write a little sign, Welcome home, Mommy, and it's all cute. Uh, Well, he was holding a sign that Dad made, and it says, Welcome home from prison. (laughs) Isn't that funny? She wasn't in prison. She was on a work trip. Uh The family has a, a, a... That's a funny sense of humor to see that sign at the airport where everybody else is walking by it. And of course, she was, she has, she thought it was funny. I saw lots of laughter. Yeah. (laughs) Except for me, who's rolling my eyes. People have fun. Stop being so serious. That's right. (laughs) What happened? Stop being so serious. Well, you know, some people think it's, oh, that's terrible. That's such a negative sign. They're just having fun, making fun of mom on a work trip. A family hey, with a prison. sense of humor. Exactly. Yeah. So lighten up, Allison. I'm, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Especially because the little boy probably had no idea what he was holding. No, dad said Can't he didn't read? let him know ahead of time. Because <laughs> he was like, why? Is she in prison? I have a feeling this mom's going to get the husband back, though. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, okay, that's it. Mornings with his morning crew. Remember the real complicated game of tag? I play it all the time. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. (laughs) Growing up, we played that all the time. I was good at it because I was so little. It's hard to tag me. Plus, you know, when you're little, you get back and forth really fast. Well, apparently some grown-ups also play it. There's a movie out right now called Tag. It's based on a true story of some friends who've been playing for 25 years. <laughs> I have not seen the movie. I know nothing about it other than the game of Tag is in there. Well, Georgina Wilkinson lives in uh, Charlotte. And uh, she met some friends about four years ago in China. Just a chance meeting. They became friends. And they started playing Tag four years ago. In China? Yeah. Okay, cute. Isn't that great? What else are you going to do in China? You play tag. Well, she apparently was it last time they met. So uh, she, the other day, she decided to uh, get on a plane and go tag one of, the, one of the people, one of the guys named Drew. The thing is, they live in Scotland. So she flew 4,000 miles and... Uh, Set this up with Drew's uh, siblings. In fact, his sister's baby was having like a, a little dedication, a little uh, christening. And they set it up to where she posed as a gardener there. And Drew, the guy she was going to tag, uh, they instructed him, hey, can you tell that gardener to get out of the background? So he goes over there, and this is what happened. Sorry. Oh, no! <laughs> Took off running. <laughs> That's great. And she got back on the plane and flew home all in no one way. day. <laughs> she flew just to tag him and flew back. Oh my goodness. No tag backs, I'm guessing. He was so surprised. He's like, whoa. And didn't realize, oh my goodness. That is hilarious. Dream. So now he says he's really upset that she's raised the bar so high. But he's going to come up with some kind of scheme. If I had money to burn, I'd do this. (laughs) International game of tag. That's so funny. (laughs) It's a good investment, I think. Yeah, she she got him. Yeah, (laughs) I'd rather keep it in the neighborhood myself, but uh, no one asked me to play yet. High five, Jim. No way. I ain't falling for it. (laughs) Whenever my son tags me, my 10-year-old, I said, oh, good, I'm in it and you can't take it back. (laughs) 
So he tries to get me to tag him. It's funny. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Okay, Jim, on his morning crew, is a little hangry. And when he's hangry, he has a, you know, he talks about food. Yes. That's a lot. I'm going to talk about Shark Tank. Shark Tank. We all love that show, Shark Tank, oh, I right? I love that show. Uh, I know Allison does. <laughs> but uh, I get a little stressed when I watch it. Like, oh, like I'm so nervous for the person that's trying to, you know, tell these potential investors, you know, their idea. I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous. But Craig, I'm sorry, Greg and his wife, Rachel, who is a chef, by the way, she came up with this thing for uh, some kind of thing. They came up with a cross between chicken nuggets and donuts. They call it the Donugs. Donugs, huh? Donugs. Brilliant. Oh, time's up. (laughs) So uh, he presents us to uh, Shark Tank in Australia because he's in Australia, mate. So I don't know any of these investors. But he uh, he explains to them because it sounds kind of weird. Chicken with, like, sugar on it. But he explains what they're really made of. It's 98% chicken. That chicken's got our unique and top secret spice mix that goes through it. Oh. It's got then a cornflake and panko crumb and three different sauces. A cheesy Dijon bechamel, a golden Japanese curry and mozzarella, a hot chili, or you can have it just on its own. You've got 11 secret herbs and spices? Way more than 11. Oh, <laughs> he does the KFC thing there, doesn't he? Yes, they all love the 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 food itself, but most of them said, "No, I'm out. I'm out." Because it's a donut with that stuff on it, right? Yeah, well, it's basically that stuff shaped like a donut. It's really what it is, and uh, but it's a meal. It's a meal. So one of the investors, Janine Allen, whatever, she decided, "Hey, I'll give you your hundred thousand dollars with for twenty percent interest in that thing." Wow. So, so is he going to open up shops that sell he, donuts? Well, he's what? already selling them well, but he's just to take it up to another level. And he won't, it's not going to be in America yet. What? I know. It's going to be in Australia, of course. Then it's going to go to the UK. And then eventually, when it's just Is perfected. that a trend or are you just guessing? No, I, I am. It's a trend. That's what they said. Okay. I called. I called on the you way called in and this asked. morning. Okay. And uh, so eventually it'll get to us once it's perfected. I, I've got an idea. Let's Fly just, me there? No, oh. let's just poke a hole in a chicken nugget and dip it in some sauce. There you go. Brilliant. I'm investing. Hey. <laughs> She's brilliant. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Do you remember the Amphicar back in the 60s? Amphicar, it sounds like water. Yeah, they would be able to drive on land, obviously, it's the car, and then just go right into the water and go on. I think I remember seeing that in a history book. Oh, okay, Al. <laughs> I think yes. there's one in the Smithsonian Institute. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I saw it. <laughs> well, they made them in Germany, and uh, they stopped it in 68 because they were all ending up in the bottom of the lake. And that's not a positive thing. No. Because oh, no. the seals weren't working and the mm-hmm. pumps and all that kind of stuff. So it was a great idea. However, my little friend Kristen Hampton, WBTV, found one there in North Carolina that's still going. It's a 67 Amphicar, and uh, owned by Gary Morrison. Of course, obviously, he gets some looks when he's out in the water. We get a lot of uh, pictures taken, and they a lot of people don't know what it is. It has propellers, it has a plug, and it has a hole. So that's the three different things it has on it. Very knowledgeable oh, young man. Obviously, his grandson likes it too. But uh, yeah, he just goes out there, takes a little spin around the lake, and most people obviously are used to it because you know they see him there all the time. And then he just pulls right up into his driveway, which goes into the lake, and uh, gets back out. It's one of the few. I don't know if there's any other out there, but 
this one, he says one time he forgot to shut the door all the way. No. <laughs> and, it, and it almost went down. But Oh, man. Yeah, so there's little details you got to watch out for. And but, you have to wear a life vest when you drive this car. You do, yes. You're like a mom. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And seatbelts. Hopefully not snorkels. <laughs> That'd be a whole different thing, That's wouldn't funny. it? Turn it into a submarine. Hey, why not? <laughs> or no.